Welcome to Adventures in Beer Selling, an interactive store time paired with your beverage of choice. Welcome to Adventures in Beer Selling. This is um, going to be interesting because I feel terrible. Like, super sick. My uh, my eight-year-old had strep throat and um, I'm probably feeling some of the effects of that. Although we've got a little bit different symptoms, but I feel terrible. But uh, it kind of coincides with what I want to talk about, which is what I saw on TV or on the news about the Olive Garden situation. The young lady, a manager who uh, was telling her people there ain't going to be no more call-ins. She's like, a, she says, if your dog is dead, you better bring that dog up here. I guess bring the, the dead dog up here so I can verify. And she went off. She went off. It was crazy. Um, but it, it, it reminded me a lot of my experiences, um, at the distributor level, uh, selling beer, you know, beer distributors, especially when it, when you're talking about delivery, it's a lot like the post office, like through rain, through hail, through sleet of snow, we got to get that beer to the store, like no matter what. And, uh, it's. It's crazy because there's a ton of call-ins that occur with that. Um, no matter what, that beer's going to deliver. I mean, I remember um, there was a hurricane. I can't remember which one. And, uh, I mean, it was like storming. And <laughs> storming and lightning and all kinds of crazy stuff is going on. And they're like, all right, tomorrow... Just wait by your phone. We'll let you know what time you're coming in. You know, we we had a freeze. Like, that was the best you were going to get at a distributor, right? There was a freeze. All roads are frozen. So, you know, you wake up, you know, you get to work 6 o'clock in the morning. You know, 5.45 is about the time I used to get there. But you're waking up at like 3.34 because you watch the news to see what it's going to say. And it's like... All roads are frozen. Freeways, please do not get on the freeway. Cars are sliding off the freeway, off the bridge, exploding on the side of the road. Please stay off the road. And the best you're going to get from distributor management is stay by your phone. We're going to let you know what time. We'll let that ice melt, you know, but we're going to get that beer in there. And that's that's the mentality. That's the mentality is to get the beer rolling no matter what. Um, but I, like uh, the hurricane, I remember having to call some of my guys and I'm like, Hey, all right. So, uh, we're gonna let the rain clear up about 10 o'clock. We're gonna get started. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not coming out. I'm, I ain't gonna be able to make it in today, boss. Like it's a flood going on outside. Right. But, um, it was a lot of pressure and I hate it when people call in. Um, I am not a big call in person. 
I come to work as sick as possible. Now, if I worked at Olive Garden, I probably wouldn't because you don't want to like be sneezing on the breadsticks, right? But working at the distributor level and every job I've had, I've always been uh, that type of person to just tough it out. Um, and it's because one of the first jobs I had, I was night stocking groceries. And so you're stacking groceries at night. The store's closed. They lock you in the store. If somebody calls in, they can't like undo it. And then they unlock the store and let you back in. There's an alarm. So that means that whatever groceries you have to stock, like let's say, I don't know, there's like 20 aisles or whatever. And let's say you're responsible for, you know, uh, five of those aisles. Well, now you're responsible for 10 because that person's not there. And everything's got to be filled before the morning when the grocery store opens. And I used to try, I used to really grind my gears when people would do it because it's like, dude, you got to double up the work. And then at one point I was stocking groceries and I had a day job working at the gro working at the mall at Lids. So it's like somebody'd call in and then I'm going to like finish stocking and then run over to Lids. Like I haven't had any sleep because your dumb exercise you didn't want to come to work. But the older I've gotten the more I will say I've become a little more understanding because everybody is not the same and uh, people's goals are very different. So, you know, for the instance of me working at a distributor, I really didn't call in because I wanted to get promoted. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to get more responsibility. But if you are a driver and you're happy being a driver, then the money is not motivating you. So if you don't feel like coming in, you ain't going to come in. Also, with a driver, I mean, the work is int it's intensely hard. Consistent stopping and starting. And I'm talking about package side, you know, 18-wheeler with the sides on the, you pull from the side, you don't pull from the back. You're not pulling off with a forklift. You're pulling it off, every case off by hand. You're touching every case minimum three times. Once off the shelf, I mean off the truck, you're rolling it in. Once on the back, some on the shelf. You're touching everything and you're bending your back motions. All that stuff is, is painful. It's hot. You're going in and out of a cold cooler, back in the hot. You're getting sick. So the older I've gotten, the more I can appreciate that uh, I get it. It's not easy work. Uh, no, don't, don't get it twisted. There are people that are like such mega violators that I'm like... Nah, nah, fam. It's it's ridiculous how much people would call in. When I became an assistant manager, the driver that had the route where uh, where I grew up, he used to call in so much. And because I was an assistant manager and I was from the area, it was like, hey, well, Kofi, can you pick up the route and you drive the truck, right? And it made sense because I knew all the stores. I knew the people. Um, I have good relationships with certain places where I could be like, hey, man, I'm driving the truck today, so it ain't going to get there at the normal time. Um, it would end up being me. And it was so bad to one point that uh, I was driving the truck to this one particular store and um, somebody, remember, this is where I grew up. So somebody that I went to high school with, a good friend of mine, was rolling up in the store the same time I was parking the truck. So I'm parking the truck. I'm opening up the bays. I'm starting to pull out beer, and then here comes this guy, and he's like, hey, 
hey, what's going on, man? How have you been? I'm like, I've been good. How's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? We're just exchanging those pleasantries. And he's like, man, I, I, I ran into your mom and she told me you had got promoted to assistant manager. What are you doing here driving this truck? And I'm like, well, um, driver called in, um, you know, so I'm pulling the truck today. You know, it's just not normal. I'm normally, you know, doing something, doing something in the office or whatever. He said, oh, okay, man. Well, congratulations on your promotion. And he went on about his business. I delivered the store. The next week. Now, when you're delivering, delivering is like on a schedule, right? So if you deliver that store on Wednesday, it's every Wednesday you're delivering that store. Unless unless it's like a small volume account or maybe once every two weeks. But you try to go the same day every week. And then you try to go at the same time. So, you know, if you're going to hit in and out is your first stop and stop and go is your second stop and Joe Blow's Club is your third stop and then, you know, Jack's Food is your fourth stop, right? You try to keep that same consistency. And so I would try to keep the same consistency as a driver. So that next Wednesday, we'll say, comes around, the same driver calls in. So I'm pulling it again because this is the area that I know. And I run into the same damn guy at the same damn store and he's like, Hey, man, I thought you you said that driver called in. What are you doing out here again? I said, he called in again, man. It's crazy. I uh, I have to do it again. But, yeah, I'm still promoted. It's just I, you know, I had to do this. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Third week comes around. I pull up. Here's the same guy. I mean, he's like waiting on me. Come on, man. Hey, man, if you're driving, you're good. You don't have to impress me. <laughs> it was that literally that bad. And it used to drive me insane. Uh, he was a really big repeat offender. Um, but the main guy I want to tell you about is a guy that worked for me when I was a manager. Now, when I became a manager, I took over an area, and I said this earlier in earlier stories, that was um, a lower income area, potentially dangerous area i mean you know however you define danger um you know drug addicts you know drug dealers uh there was shootings and stuff like that so it was a it was a tough area um and my driver now i was a manager so i had salesmen under me drivers merchandisers merchandisers fill the shelves at grocery my driver um (laughs) his name was michael and Michael uh, was a really nice guy, but two huge issues with him. He was so scared of this area. He was terrified. He was terrified to take the truck out to that area (laughs) because of, I mean, reasonable suspicion of the danger that goes on out there. And I would have to explain to him that you're the beer guy, man. Like all this stuff that's going on around you doesn't really affect you because nobody's going to mess with you because then we have to stop delivering beer out here. So you're fine. But he was he was scared. And I'm not going to say it wasn't rightfully so. But the second thing was because it didn't really matter what area he was in. He was serial call in like all the time. I don't know how many grandmothers, how many pets, every, I mean, he would call in for any reason. And in my humble opinion, it's because he didn't want to do the work. 
Which again, I've admitted in the beginning, it's hard work. So he was consistently calling in and it used to drive me crazy. But um, he was a nice guy, so I wanted to keep him on the team and try to motivate him. I would meet out and help him. I remember one time um, he was delivering the store and it's a store where they sell drugs outside the store. And I met him out there and uh, the one of the one of the like dope boys was outside and he did. He had a weapon. He had called me. He's like, man, there's a guy outside. He's got this gun. I don't know what to do. I'm like, oh, man, I'm freaking out. Oh, dude, he's getting robbed. I'm on my way. So I start helping him. I'm not going to engage with anybody that's around there. I'm just going to start helping them because I don't want people to get the impression that my guy is scared because if they do, then they're going to use that to their advantage. Right. So I just start helping them. And here comes one of these dope boys, you know, and he's 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 healed up. And he walks up to me and he's like, yo. What's up, man? I'm like, what's going on? And he said, why he call you out here, man? I said, nah, he didn't call me out here. He, uh, he's got a lot of work today, so I'm going to help him out. Nah, man, he's scared, man. He said, that dude is the scariest dude out here, man. And he said, and if it wasn't for me, all these crackheads would be just taking advantage of him. They would take all y'all's product. I was like, look, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just trying to help him. He's like, man, that dude is scared, man. He's scared. I'm like, however you do your business is your business. This beer is my business. I don't know what you're talking about. But in my mind, I'm 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 filing this. I'm like, okay. So now you got the drug dealers. Now you 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 <laughs> you got the drug dealers. You you about to have to start paying for protection. So he was scared, and he was always calling in sick, calling in for this, that reason, and the third. And it was very, very, very annoying. Yet, uh, again, I want to give everybody a chance. One time he even called in. He said, uh, he calls me and he's like, hey, man. And whenever he called in the morning, I already knew. I was like, oh, my God. You know, if I don't have another person to pull this route, I, I just might as well do it myself. And he would call and he'd be like, hey, uh, man, it's a. Uh, uh, my my girl, my girlfriend, she she got up, and she left. I was like, what? He's like, she she just, I don't know, man. She just got up and then she just walked out. And she just left. And I was like, where did she go? And he's like, I don't know. That's why I'm freaking out right now. I don't I don't know what to do. She just got up and she walked out. Now in my my right in my right mind, I wanted to say, she probably looking you don't come to work. You don't ever be here. Like, them checks got to be looking bad. But in my good left mind, I was like, well, I, I don't know, bro. Go go, go find her, man. He's like, that's what I was thinking, man. I, I ain't going to make it to that. I need to go find her. I was like, all right, man. Go, just go, go ahead and your business, man. I, I, I didn't even know what else to do. So that caused me to have to... Uh, I decided I was going to run the route because... For somebody to, and it might have been a legit, she might have got up and left and whatever, but I said to myself, let me go out here and just spend a day 
on his route and see if 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 I can make sense of this. So I uh load up some stuff, another manager offers to ride with me, and we take the beer out there. And remember how I said everything follows a pattern. So I don't remember what day it was, but let's say this was a Wednesday again. We're gonna hit uh um John's in and out stop, Jack's food stop next, and um stopping in third, right? And so that's where we're that's how we're gonna do it. So we pull up to John's in and out first. Oh, one more caveat. Let me tell you about this 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 other guy in this neighborhood. So got the drug dealers, you've got the drug users, got prostitutes, you've got all that. But you also have some drug addicts, drug users that are very memorable. And there's one in particular. And if this guy is still alive, and if by some means he's listening, I got to give a shout out to my boy One Leg Willie. One Leg Willie is, or was, I don't know, uh, a, a drug addict to my assumption, based on the way I saw him. I thought he was a drug drug addict. But let me tell you something. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't accomplish your goals. One leg, Willie, he he had one leg. I don't know how he lost it. He rode a bike through the neighborhood all the time. His left leg would pedal, and he would pedal the right pedal with a crutch and could somehow manage to hold the bike and get everything done. Uh, Dude was awesome. He was friendly. Um... Sometimes he would ramble and kind of talk crazy. You know how people, you know, that are uh, homeless and stuff, sometimes they'd be having that crazy, like they'd just be talking crazy. He did that, but I mean, I mean, that wasn't nothing I had never seen before. So we pull up to John's stopping in or whatever I called it. One leg Willie comes up on his bike. Now, at this point in my knowing one leg Willie, we we just kind of like knew of each other's uh uh street cred. One leg Willie knew that I was the manager over the area that I would pop up in and out of the area that um you know, I was fairly friendly, didn't bother nobody. And I knew one leg Willie as the, uh, you know, the one-legged drug addict that rode around with the bike and the crutch. But we really had never really s- spoken to each other. Like, you know, hey, what's going on, man? Da, da, da. He never bothered me. I didn't bother him. None of my business. So he comes up on his bike. We pull into the first stop. Me and my counterpart start opening up the bays and pulling out the beer. Now, When you're doing this, you want to have one person outside, one person inside, ideally. Why? Because you want to have the one person outside that's stacking the beer. He's also watching the beer for any random people. And we can't discriminate. Even in the best of areas, you got to have this set up because there's a bunch of thievery going on in the very nice areas 
because you know the the, the high school kids, right? Um, the random college doofuses are gonna want to try to steal a case of beer. So you want to have one person out, one person that's constantly taking the beer in. Then when you get everything in, you lock up the truck. Both of you go in there and you both put it in the cooler. So that's what we're doing. But you unlock the bay at the front and then you go to the back, right? So you're unlocking you're unlocking the bay. You have the bay unlocked. You're down at the last bay. I'm starting to down stacking. One-legged Willie says nothing to me. He immediately goes to the front bay. Opens it up and starts stacking beer on the ground, right? Now, again, we know each other's credibility, so I didn't, like, uh, jump down. And, hey, what are you doing? He's going to steal. I, I knew he wasn't going to steal because this guy sees me all the time. But I'm like, what is he doing? He starts stacking the beer. I'm like, Willie, Willie, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, we're going to knock the stop out, right? I said, we got it. Oh, okay. All right, then. So he gets on his bike and he rides off. So me and my counterpart are kind of laughing, like, what was that all about? Stack the beer. My counterpart picks the beer, rolls it into the stop. We get it in there, lock up the base, deliver it, get paid, jump back in the truck. Now we're heading to Jack's Food. I think that was the second one I said. We're at Jack's Food. Open up the bay. Go down to the end. One guy out, one guy in. I start down stacking. I hear the other side of the truck open up, and I hear beer being stacked. I walk around to the side. There's Willie again. I said, Willie, what the hell are you doing? He was like, this is Jack's food. He goes, this has got to be at least 200 cases, and we got Bush on sale. I got to help you get this stacked. I said, how did, first of all, how do you know the bush is on sale? Second of all, no, Willie, we got it. He was like, for real? I was like, yeah. He said, all right, well, I'll see y'all at stopping in, all right? No, we don't need you at stopping in either. He was like, man, look, he pulls out a paper with the route list, and he's like, y'all going to need help at such and such. I'm like, how, how often do you be out here with Michael helping him? It's like every day. And how does he pay you? Y'all know he's paying this guy with beer. This man got this guy, one leg Willie, God bless him, knocking out routes with him. Man, I was at the highest point of pissivity. I was like, dude. You mean to tell me that you consistently calling in, but when you hear you got randoms out here delivering product and you selling them product or giving them product for their help. I was like, dude, so I, I don't know. I can't remember if we fired Michael. Probably not. He probably ended up quitting. But it really soured me on people calling in for a many, many years. And my simple thing is like, I know the job is hard. But if it is, quit. 
There's no shame in that because here's the thing. Quitting in totality, at least you're saying this is really beyond my ability. Slowly quitting every single day, <laughs> you know, by not by calling in. I mean, it's it's it just it just puts so much pain and pressure. That's why the guy who gets my utmost respect was a guy that was a driver. He wasn't for me, but he was for another team, and they were really offended by the way he quit. But I really appreciated it. Um. Because I got it. Hey, you're telling us everything we need to know in a nutshell. But he had some really heavy days. And he was out there just struggling. But he showed up. And I think he worked maybe three or four days. At at, at the most. Uh, At the most, a full week. I don't think he went two weeks. And, uh, And, I mean, as a driver. He'd worked for us. Prior to that, when he got promoted to driver, it was only about one week. And he was out there and uh, he was struggling. And he took his uniform. He washed it. And I guess later that night or early that morning, I guess it had to be early that morning, he came and put it in the manager's office. Folded very neatly and nicely. The manager wasn't there yet. And he laid a note on top of it. And he left. And people were pretty mad. I don't recommend quitting like this, but I was like, I I get it. And the note, uh, it really just had uh, four words. Fuck y'all, I quit. 